To be honest, I've never heard a coach or a manager speak the way Peter Vermees did after Sunday's game. Vermees was enraged over a non-call on a handball by a Real Salt Lake player that would have given Sporting Kansas City a penalty kick. The play wasn't reviewed, Sporting went on to lose 1-0 and dropped to third place in the MLS Western Conference standing. Vermees used his post-game press conference to rail on the officiating and take it even further, accusing the MLS of having it out for a small market club. On today's Sportsbeat KC, you'll hear from Vermees about nine minutes worth of his rant. Then we'll take a break and star soccer reporter Sean Goodwin will join me in discussing the events of Sunday. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Let's get started. Sean, you're going to have to hold on your question. You're going to have to hold. So I'm going to, you guys all need to listen a little differently uh, than maybe you have in the past. And hopefully that you're going to be incredibly, incredibly exact with what I'm saying in what you write. Okay. When a, when a team when a club in sports works the entire year, the entire year to accomplish an objective. And that includes players, staff, ownership, fans. And then you add into that the other teams in the league that are doing the same. Because the travesty that happened here tonight also affects other teams as well because they're expecting the game to be played correctly and that is always incumbent upon the officials yes the players the coaches the staffs all have to do their part but at the end of the day you have two competitors that come against each other to play and then what you have is you have this you have an impartial group that is to come and referee the game okay and so congratulations to, to Salt Lake. But what is incredibly disappointing, what is, is, a, is a stab to the heart of every single person that is associated to our club and to all the clubs that are competing because this result affects them as well. And so Salt Lake gets in, LA gets knocked out, LA is now sitting on the outside because of the call as well. And that is incredibly, incredibly unprofessional. The fact that you have VAR, the fact that you have replays, the fact that you sit upstairs and you look at replays and you have all the time in the world to make that decision. He could have he went a couple times because the ball didn't even go out of bounds. He could have blew the whistle at any time. But VAR not coming back and talking about a clear and obvious mistake that that's not a handball. If that is the case, if that's what they believe, then, and I'm I'm never I'm never one to ever ask for anybody's job or anything. Then I would say that all of those guys are not able to referee to to look at VAR to do whatever at this level. It has impacted everything. It is it is the black mark on this league. It is an example of why we lose so many people to watch this game year in and year out, game in and game out, because we we do not get it right. It's what I appreciate about the NFL all the time. 
I'm a big fan of the NFL because I think that they they get it right. And when they make a mistake, they are professional enough to stand up and say they did. And they put in processes afterwards to make sure it doesn't happen again. And that's why they are the best league in our country. The fact that we miss that out there in any game, let alone with the magnitude of this game, is is incredibly, incredibly disappointing to someone who's been in the league since 1996. See, we've come so far, but then we haven't come far enough because we can't even get that right and we have replay. I, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed today to be a part of the league when you can't do that. Now, if you want to say that it's he didn't see it, I, I can't believe that. So then I start to think other things. Why? Why can you not make that call? It affects us. It affects it affects L.A. It affects other teams in the league. And the fact that that does not get called, you now have to start asking yourself questions. Why? Why? Because there's anybody in this place, whether it's out here, here, or anybody in the stadium or anybody watching the game, it they're watching a replay on TV. How clear is it for the guy to just go like this to hand the ball? That is me touching that bottle. That's what it is. It's nothing else. You see the ball move. You see everything. I'm look, I looked at one, one video on the field. I came in and watched the live video. I saw it there. Okay, maybe the referee's not in a good spot. I can understand that. That's why there is VAR. And the fact that it fails in this environment, and by the way, for us, it asked, I asked a question because I believe on a consistent basis that this club ends up being on the wrong side of any of those calls. It happens all the time. All the time. We have players in this league that dive all the time, that get calls. We have players on our team that stand up and try to fight through things and try to play the game right. They don't get calls. We are always on the wrong side. I can shoot back to last year we played Dallas and Dallas. Where's a goal we score? They actually call a foul against us in coming out. The VAR person is watching that game, misses it there as well. Guess what we get out of that? Nothing. Dallas gets the benefit. Afterwards, they say, oh, yeah, it, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. But it gets no benefit to us now. And now if they come out after this and say they made a mistake, what does it do for us? What does it do for the other teams that have been impacted? Zero. This is unacceptable to me. This is unacceptable to me. I think it is a travesty. I think it's a travesty in sports. And I think it's the, the, the dip, most difficult thing that I'm going to have to deal with now leading up to whatever when we play based on the fact that between the team, the staff, I'm going to have to figure out because of how devastated they are of all the work that they've done over the course of the year it doesn't matter if it comes down to the last play of the game. It's one thing if you made the mistake. It's another thing when it was clear and obvious and you cannot make the call when you even have replay on TV. It's, it's unacceptable. And something has to change. Something has to change on the way they do it. And something has to change in the way that they look at this club. Because this club has been a model citizen since our ownership took over. And we continue to get 
somehow this small market treatment, which, you know what, frankly, I am tired of. We have been the best partner in this league in the way that our owners have shared things that they do on a business side, what we've done on a technical side. We've helped expansion teams come into this league. We've done so many things. And for us, not I'm not asking for them to give us something. I'm just asking them to do what's in front of them. Handball is a handball. Call it for us, call it for the other team, but call it for us. And they don't. And on a regular basis, we get the short end of the stick. And I've had this discussion with the league time and time again, and they don't admit to it because the reason why is because first off, they have to protect their own. That's one. But two, I'll give you the other. And that is they don't know what it's like to live to be a club. They don't know what it's like to be a team because they don't deal with wins, losses, and ties. They don't deal with disappointment and have to get back on the saddle again the next week and come out and find a way to win. They don't deal with that. Those players do. Our staff does. Our fans do. And that's incredibly disrespectful to all of those groups, to our owners who put so much into this. It's unacceptable. 100% a penalty kick should be a penalty, should have been called. I want, I want answers from the league, and I want them to come out and explain why it was not called. I can't even get answers from the referees on the field to tell me what was the process. Why weren't you asked to go look at it on uh, video? It could have been really simple. Go look at it on the video, make your decision. Look at it on the video. The fact that they don't even look at it in the video, it, 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 it starts me to start thinking about things that I don't want to think about, but it, it, it puts it in my mind. And I know what you're, I know you know what I'm talking about. So go back to your question because I have no idea what it was. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Sean Goodwin joins us now. And Sean, we just heard the Peter Vermees rant, something really I have never heard in all my years of covering sports. There have been some famous ones over the years, the Jim Morris, the Dennis Greens. There have been some some rants by coaches, but this one, this one um, went for quite a while, nine, nine plus minutes, it was filled with anger, and you, we, we just heard it. So you were 
you know, you were getting ready to ask the first question and Peter gave you the Heisman. You know, let's hold on. I want, I've got something to say. And he said it. But let's what we haven't done is kind of reviewed the play that that made him so angry. What what did you see on the play? Why was, you know, take us through that moment and what your thought going into the press conference was. Yeah. Um, so, you know, play itself, obviously, huge game against Ralph Salt Lake on decision day. Um, so sporting wings, you know, other results elsewhere had to go away at the time. It was the whew, 91st, 92nd minute. So we're right at the end. Um, Seattle's tying Vancouver. So if Sporting win, they get number one. And basically, yeah, the ball sent into the box. Great touch by Roger Espinosa. You know, he, he takes that touch and he's ready to take a shot from 12 yards out. And uh, Salt Lake's Justin Glass kind of comes in from behind. And his hands pretty clearly makes an unnatural movement towards the ball, knocks it out of Roger's path, and it's collected by uh, the goalkeeper, Oshawa. And the referee doesn't do anything about it. You know, Roger shouts and players are shouts and pieces shouting. Um, but, you know, we see that sometimes the ball will go out of play and we'll lose to VAR. Not this time. Uh, play kept on going for about a minute, 90 seconds, went out of play and the referee says, the VAR's told me not to look at it, so we'll just play on. Uh, and obviously, you know, a couple of minutes later, Salt Lake scores to go to win the game, basically on the last kick of the game. Um which ends up kicking LA Galaxy out of the final playoff spot and Ralph South Lake got in. So yeah, it's the goal afterwards is uh I guess it was all, you know, a couple of minutes of the game. Like it could have been completely different if that penalty was called. Um but I think the, the big issue really is the, the no calling of what was it? A, a clear penalty and you know, before we get into Peter's rant, uh, I say rant, it was, you know, he had good cause to do so. Uh, pro, the um, referee organisation for MLS came out yesterday and said, yeah, we uh, we hold our hands up, we made a mistake and that should have been a penalty. But, you know, that, that doesn't do Sporting KC any justice right now, doesn't do LA Galaxy any help. It's It happens, it's a mistake and we just have to move on from it. But yeah, Peter was not a happy boy. Well, okay, there's a lot here um, and, and a lot to, to further explore, but let's stop here for a second. Why wouldn't a play that everybody, you know, visibly protested and yeah. that was pretty obvious, looking on the replay, why, why would not have been subject to a VAR review? Just your, your guess. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good question. I, I, know, the, I know the actual reason. Um, VAR said from their angle um, that they don't believe that it was intentional by Justin Glass, the handball wasn't intentional. But uh, that's not even in the rules. Uh, you know, I remember a couple of years ago when VAR and the handball rule first kind of, there was a lot of debate about it. It had to be intentional, uh, which caused a lot of trouble. Because, you know, a player could stick a hand up trying to block something, it's not intentional, but they completely changed the course of play, right? That's like this one, you know, now, I don't know if Justin Glad me did it intentionally or not, but end of the day, his arm was out, it was an unnatural position, and it's t- completely taking away a shooting chance for Espinosa. That, that is the definition of a handball, um, and that was VAR's reason. That's what Pro came out and said. 
Um, well, that's what, that's what the refereeing crew came out and said, sorry, um, after the game. They said, yeah, we in live action, the referee wasn't sure if it came off Espinosa's chest or Glad Tank, so he kept play going, which was fine. You know, maybe he didn't have a good view. But like you said, VAR, even if they're iffy on it, just tell the referees to take a look. It's the fact that they said, no, don't even take a look. It's nothing. And that's the issue. And I mean, yeah, I couldn't even think of a, a legit reason, to be honest, to not even take a look. Uh, but that was, that was their reasoning. Okay. Um, so the, 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 the outcome you know, affected, there was a ripple effect on the outcome. Not only did Sporting Kansas City finish third with an opportunity to finish first with a victory, but it, as you said, it, it, it put Real Salt Lake in the playoffs and knocked uh, yeah. LA Galaxy out of the playoffs. So there, there was impact with other teams on this. Mm-hmm. And look, it, it, it's one thing for a manager or a coach to be upset about a call. And, you know, for several minutes in the, into the Peter Vermees press conference, we heard him you know, rail on the, on the call, but then he went to another level mm-hmm. on his rant. And it wasn't just the call, it was um, small market, you know, biased. And it's been happening for years. And he cited, you know, an, an example of a, a game last season in, in Dallas. Um, he yeah. really went to places that, you know, maybe, you know, a manager or a coach maybe not even would, you know, would share in private. And, and Peter Vermees did it with a microphone in front of him. And to be honest with you, Sean, I kind of wish Peter had stopped with the uh, with the call itself, mm-hmm. because when he took it to that other place, you know, obviously he's he, he's been in the league since forever, right? As a player and, Six, and, and yeah. manager, literally thirty years. Yeah, yeah. He knows he knows the MLS as well as anyone. So I, I actually will listen to anything he has to say on a topic like this when it comes to a historical perspective. I don't know. It just made me a little uncomfortable when he went after almost, almost conspiracy theory on, uh, on, you know, what, what the MLS seems to have against sporting Kansas city and questioning the credibility of the league. I'm not sure what he knows this much, much better than anybody else, but I'm not sure what the MLS has to gain by, putting the screws to one of its teams, especially, listen, Sporting Kansas City may be a, a small market team, but it is a popular team. And the way that they present, you know, it, it led the charge for the World Cup, um, you know, campaign proves that it is a, a popular team. So anyway, I, let me get your thoughts on that. What, um, when, when Peter Vermees took it to another level, what was, uh, you were sitting there, you, you know, in, in the press conference, what was going through your mind? Yeah, it's one of those where, you know, you said it yourself, and I guess, you know, this isn't the first time he's done this either. I remember after the Dallas game last year, it was last October, um, he did something similar, but it was it was just in a press conference. It was in a, like a, a pre-game kind of deal. It was two days after the game. Um, with this one being, you know, directly after the game in the post-game press conference, I'm sure it was plenty of emotion, that kind of fueled this anger and rant as well, this monologue. But yeah, you know, you, you, you make a good point, Blair, in that 
you know, he's he's been doing it since 2016. And I don't think there's a big issue in criticizing the um the referees as a whole around the league. Because you know, it's I mean, even in the Vancouver um Seattle game, it happened at the same time. I heard there was a couple of you know, no calls, not nothing nearly as bad. Well, just, you know, not great officiating. And we've seen this, you know, with sporting, with other teams, you see it through the league. And uh, I think it's a fair criticism, but you're right when it gets into, like you said, near conspiracy theory. And I, I don't think he necessarily wants to believe it either. And I think he'd have a much stronger case, you know, the big thing, and it's what you said, he, um, how he doesn't want the teams to be treated like a small market team, how they always get the short end of the stick, so on and so forth. And just in my team, my time covering the team, there's been some very questionable decisions. Uh, but I do think he's had a much stronger case if in the last two weeks, Sporting hasn't also escaped two probably surefire red cards, um, be Amelia and Amadou Dia. Amadou Dia won was 87th minutes. Um, sporting were down anyway, so that's a little bit different, but especially you got Timelia one at the time. The game is one was one yet at the time to sporting, yeah. yeah. Then Seattle scored, and KC got another one. If Melia gets sent off, that's not just uh, one of the best goalkeepers in the league, it's the you know 50 something minutes. You'd have to play 35 plus minutes or whatever it was at Seattle. Uh, no, no way Sporting wins that game. No way they go up and win 2-1. Um, so that, that does kind of hurt his case, right? He can be angry about missed calls, but when, you, when you've had a couple of favourable ones in just the last week alone, it hurts your case. Right. But listen, I, I will support and listen to Vermees when he speaks to... Um, the, the the credibility of the league as, as, as it relates to its officials and, again, um, acknowledging his longstanding, you know, place in the, in the MLS. Um, he, you know, he's an expert. He's an expert witness on this league. And if he believes that the league's credibility is damaged by moments like this, I, I'll believe him. I, I really uh-huh. will. I, and I and, and I think it comes from a place of caring so deeply about the MLS, and I totally appreciate and respect that. Um, yeah. and, and nobody, no, there is no bigger champion for this league than Peter Vermees. And yeah, I mean, is that? And you know, we have had plenty of chats with him, whether it's just one on one, whether it's in press conferences. The amount of times I've heard him say that, yes, you know, he's a soccer coach. She's, you know, does everything he does, but. He's also just a fan of the game. You know, he just they take away all of, you know, what he's done and where he is. You know, he's, he's just like me and you and everyone else. He, he still just likes the game. He just wants to see it succeed and he enjoys watching it. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he gets pretty peeved off when, you know, stuff like this happens. And I guess I say sure. He, we saw it this past week. He does get peeved off when this kind of stuff happens. Um, and yeah, you know, but... Stuff like that certainly is a black mark on the league, and there's been there's been questionable decisions in every other league. I remember last year in the Premier League, I saw the ball go over the line. They have goal line technology, and it wasn't given because the cameras weren't working. Um, so you know, bad stuff, and that led to a team being relegated. Um, 
which again, huge. That's probably worse than missing the playoffs because of all the, the money you're missing out of the Premier League. Um, but, you know, so other leagues do have bad, bad moments too. It's not like MLS is purely, you know, on its own here. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, I think all his criticisms of referees are valid. It's just when he kind of went off on the other stuff where it's, like, I, I see where you're coming from. I see why you're angry. It's just you, you probably shouldn't have gone this deep down the rabbit hole. What uh, What do you think uh, Vermees will uh, be served in, in terms of a punishment from the league? Any, any guess? I, I, know, I, I know how it works in other leagues. I'm, I'm not sure how it is in the MLS. No, he'll, uh, he'll get a fine, I assume. You know, at least my time covering the team, he's never got one, but I know a couple of years ago, back I think it was Sam was still on the team. Um, I remember Peter getting a fine. Uh, for a similar kind of thing. And the referees, I, it, it was a red card on Reg Espinosa, I believe. It's always Espinosa involved in these, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, and yeah, Peter criticised the referees. The red card was actually overturned. So it shouldn't have been a red card, um, and the league still find them. So, you, you know, any sort of criticism towards themselves, the league, you know, it doesn't take out very well. And... I remember after the, um, it was when Johnny Russell was pulled down in the box, just a little while ago, I forgot who it was against him, LAFC maybe. Um, he was pulled down, penalty was given, I went to VAR and he took away the penalty. And again, Peter had a huge rant. And then a couple of days after, he said, yeah, I'm not going to talk about refereeing decisions anymore. So, I don't know if that's him controlling himself. I don't know if if that's the league giving him a bit of a slap on the wrist. Um, that's just me speculating there. But like, even if it's behind closed doors, um, I don't know if that's technically allowed. I, I assume there might be some sort of fine coming his way. Oh, no doubt about that. He's, it's, it's definitely going to hit the wallet. And um, um, hey, look, like I said before, uh, like no, nobody cares about the club and, and the league more than Peter Vermees. And, um, and a wound was opened on, on Sunday. And he, yeah, you, you have to respect it. But yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, what came from this is a third-place finish. Sporting Kansas City will play the Vancouver Whitecaps on November 20th at Children's Mercy Park. It's a week from Saturday. The team split during the regular season. What's a give me a quick thirty second uh, breakdown of, of the game because we'll, we'll talk about it in in greater detail next week. Yeah, guys, a terrifying game for Sports and KC. Um, based on play since mid September, Seattle isn't a seventh place team or sixth place. Going on a sixth place team. Um, they had an awful start to the season. At one point, they were bottom of the season or bottom of the table. Um, you know, they turn things around, they fire the head coach, they bring in Vanny Sartini, who was, he was at the club already. And I'm not sure after the last two games, but basically from September 19th to about two games ago, um, Salt Lake had picked up, not Salt Lake, uh, Vancouver had picked up the most points in the Western Conference in that 10-game span, um, which was 19 out of 30. You know, they beat Sporting, um, they picked up some other big wings elsewhere. So that is a dangerous, dangerous game 
because you, know, you, you said to yourself, play like a split six, Sporting won 3 0 here and lost 2 1 at Vancouver. Um, that 3 0 win here was when Vancouver was not doing well. This is a different team, different system, different tactics, different head coach. It's, it's a it's probably honestly the worst team that someone could probably want to face um, out of those top four teams and you should have a quote-unquote easier game all right well like i said we'll talk more about that next weekend check on the availability of players like johnny russell and alan polito as well so john thanks for taking the time and we'll talk again soon for sure thanks a lot That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Thanks for Sean Goodwin for stopping by and talking Sporting Kansas City. Uh, his stories and those about Sporting Kansas City can be found in the show notes and on kansascity.com. So let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. On kansascity.com, go to the Stars E-Edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that and you can access anywhere from 20 to 30 to 40, today I think 55 pages of sports. You can also get it through email. That's how I get it. It's there by about 6 a.m. every morning. But however you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It's complete coverage of the previous day's sports news, features, statistics, everything. It's fantastic. Okay. Hey, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we couldn't produce programs like Sportsbeat KC without you. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. We're going to talk KU's game against Michigan State in college basketball's opener. Hope you'll tune in then.